fellow musicians Selena Gomez and the Haim sisters, and actresses Lena Dunham and the Emmas, Stone and Watson. They're successful, supportive, and hardworking. I don't know a young woman or young man who doesn't want to be part of Swift's circle. These girls are not shuffling out of clubs at 3 a.m. or finding themselves on TMZ for nefarious reasons, Duboff writes. Swift, he says, is not exactly a Miley Cyrus. She is soft and introspective enough to bear intimate details of her love life in songs such as Dear John and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. She's also self-assured enough to make a stand by pulling all of her music from the streaming service Spotify and to stage a successful campaign against Apple Music, which had decided not to compensate artists during the initial three-month free trial period in offer to new users of its streaming platform. In the music industry, fashion world, popular culture, and her personal life, Swift is a true force. Or, as Delavine puts it in a slightly different way, a boss bitch. For those who read obituaries, often the best written sections of major newspapers, each chronicle of a life well lived and now gone is a daily reminder that the obituary of our own existence is being written as we live it. When Robert Benchley, an editor at Vanity Fair in its early days, died shortly after the end of World War II, the brilliant New Yorker writer, Walcott Gibbs, his colleague and friend, said that he would be missed because he took up so much room in so many lives. The same could be said of Jerry Weintraub, a movie and music industry legend who died suddenly in California this summer at the age of 77. Jerry had an enviable career that left an imprint on a half-dozen decades, a rare feat these days. He worked with Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra at one end of his career and produced all three Oceans movies near the other end. There was a lot in between. In recent years, he and Steven Soderbergh, who directed the Oceans trilogy, won Emmys for making Behind the Candelabra for HBO with Michael Douglas and Matt Damon playing Liberace and his boyfriend, Scott Thorson. Jerry worked constantly and made it look like fun. Even now he has a smart new comedy on HBO called The Brink and a big action remake of Tarzan coming out next summer with Alexander Skarsgård. Jerry Weintraub had been part of my life for many years. Realizing that the best stories are sometimes right under your nose, I signed a big piece on him a while ago for one of our Hollywood issues. I asked Richard Cohen to write it, because I thought he'd appreciate Jerry's singular Jerryness. Cohen not only wrote the article, but then co-wrote Jerry's subsequent memoir called When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead. A year later, Doug McGrath made a documentary about Jerry for HBO that I helped produce. We called it His Way, because when you were around Jerry, His Way was the way. And I mean that in the best possible sense. At Oscar time, a bunch of us would have a Jerry Weintraub dinner at La Dolce Vita, a charmingly boozy, red-sauce Italian restaurant in Beverly Hills. He'd tell many of the same stories, and Susie Eakins, his devoted girlfriend of many years, would listen as if she were hearing them for the first time, a performance worthy of an Oscar. He was attractive to women. Hell, he lived off and on with his wife, the singer Jane Morgan, and Susie right up to the end. But he was a real magnet to men. Guys simply loved him, and loved being around him. I've never met anyone whom more men had man-crushes on.
He was almost comically self-involved. Years ago at a dinner in my honor, he stood up, rested his hand on my shoulder and said, I'd like to say a few words about my friend Graydon. My innate anxiety about becoming the sudden focus of attention wound down quickly. Once he had said those words, Jerry spoke for more than half an hour about himself. He could get away with it, though, because his friends knew he could drop his favorite topic in a heartbeat if he thought you needed something, anything, or just wanted to talk. We had lunch a few months ago in New York, and he said he was thinking about doing another Oceans film, but not with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and the lot. He wanted to do it with an all-women cast, an idea I thought was completely inspired. When he died, his friends struggled to find words to express what they were thinking.